0: Welcome to Mind Body Spirit, Living a holistic Life, with your host Renee David Alkali. Are you searching for the path to the discovery of wholeness and balance in your life? We'll discuss the future of holistic health care and how the concepts discussed on today's show can help you make better choices in your life. Now, here is your host, Renee David Alkali. Good morning. And welcome to Mind Body Spirit, living a holistic life. Happy to be with you again this morning, and uh, we're uh, we're going to be uh, discussing cardiorespiratory health and fitness this morning. But I'm also going to add a, a separate segment of information that I just. Uh, have been reading about this past week and uh, that I knew about previously, but uh, not in relationship to the particular studies that I had reviewed. So I thought I would share those with you. Uh, Speaking about cardiorespiratory health, we need to first understand the cardiorespiratory system and what it does uh, for us. Uh, Certainly all of us are aware of the fact that uh, we have to have a healthy heart. We have to have uh, healthy lungs. We need to breathe in order to to live. We need the heart to distribute the oxygen that we're breathing. We need uh, circulation, so the cardiorespiratory, cardiovascular system. And that's responsible for moving the oxygenated blood through uh the entire body and at the same time it is a circular system moving the deoxygenated blood uh from the body back to the lungs by way of the heart so that we can eliminate it right the we've mentioned before that the essence of health is proper nutrition good absorption digestion and um uh, our metabolic function with that digestive process and elimination. So, certainly, elimination, or, and we've been talking quite a bit about detoxification, elimination um, is certainly via the lungs among the other organs of um, elimination. So, we're not only uh, distri- moving the oxygenated blood. But we're also distributing by that process the important nutrients to the cells around the body at the correct rate. Uh, The body has its own wisdom about this. This takes place during exercise or rest. Uh, Certainly in line with what we've been speaking about for the last few uh, sessions and in line with any program that discusses health, We want to remove metabolic waste products. The waste products in this case would be carbon dioxide, lactic acid, and urea. Now, it's very interesting that uh, carbon dioxide is a little more complex than that. It's not just about eliminating carbon dioxide. We need to keep the correct balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide within the cells. And that takes us into a slightly more complex discussion, which we're not going to go into today. Another of the functions of the cardiorespiratory system is the regulation of the pH balance in the blood. Uh, We want to have that pH balance to to control alkalosis and acidosis. We don't want to acidify the body. We want to keep it in its correct uh, alkaline and uh, acid balance, nor do we want to alkalize the body. We certainly don't want to go too far in either direction. We need the correct balance and having that correct balance, we avoid the most of the diseases that uh, modern society is privy to is, is subject to. Uh, another of the functions of the cardiorespiratory system is the transportation of hormones and enzymes. We transport hormones and enzymes in order to regulate uh, physiological and psychological functions. Also maintaining the fluid volume in the body to prevent dehydration. We've spoken about dehydration a number of times and how serious a problem that is. Uh, for so many people not realizing that they need to have a certain amount of water in their in their daily intake, whether it's through the use of fruits and vegetables, which are high in water content, or by drinking water. Uh, another of the functions, certainly of the cardiorespiratory system, is maintaining body temperature. Uh, it, we do that by absorbing and redistributing heat through the blood flow to the skin, and here uh we really need to discuss uh which we won't be doing in today's program we need to understand the importance of uh breathing through the nose for maintaining a correct balance of heat in the body uh so that we do we do offer a uh 6 week course on the science of breath in fact this evening if you're local to us we have a free introduction to that course at 7 p.m. at our center in Forest Hills. Uh, if you can attend, I think it might be one of the most important uh, uh, talks that you will attend uh, perhaps in your life because breath is life. And understanding how to utilize the breath in the best possible way uh, certainly affects every single organ, every single function of the body. So, one of the one of the things that we had uh, said we would discuss was the cardiorespiratory system in its relationship to exercise. Certainly, performing regular cardiorespiratory exercise, running, jogging, brisk walking, uh, rebounding. Uh, Any type of pilometric exercise, meaning jumping, uh, uh, will increase overall exercise capacity and certainly contribute uh, towards preventing cardiovascular disease. Uh, I should add something here that we want to exercise sufficiently, but we certainly don't want to overexercise, nor do we want to get... uh, do we want to get too little exercise sitting all day long is not a great way to have good cardiova- re respiratory or cardiovascular health on the other hand uh, increasing our exercise program to three four hours a day may simply overstress the body and overstress our ourselves and that's not necessarily beneficial I would say uh, if you have if you do a brisk exercise for 30 to 60 minutes uh 3 times a week and some kind of and keep your body moving the rest of the week uh not just sitting all day long for most people that's going to be sufficient ideally i would probably promote the idea of doing at least 30 minutes of some form of exercise daily Uh, and that doesn't have to be uh, the most intense type of exercise, a brisk walk would be just fine. You know, the idea, there was an idea for a long time about taking a constitutional walk after uh, meals, after one had one's evening meal. Why was it called a constitutional? Because for the same reason that when... Uh, we're in a hospital and have had some type of procedure or surgery, and we have to remain in the hospital for some period of time, let's say a few days or a week, Uh, the hospital personnel, the nurses, doctors, and doctors uh, want us to be up and moving and walking as soon as possible. Uh, That Uh, improves our ability or reestablishes our ability to eliminate, to detoxify, to uh, have bowel movements, to start uh, a a healthier urinary process. Uh, In other words, to work on our constitution, a constitutional. All of those are important ideas. There are a lot of short and long-term benefits that certainly come from regular cardiovascular or cardiorespiratory exercise. I'm going to mention a few of them, and hopefully they'll inspire you to begin some type of a program. During the course of this show, I will uh, direct you to some sites that you can use that would be of benefit to you. So I'll explain that in a few moments or uh, in a certainly in about four or five minutes when we take our break. Some of the benefits of cardiorespiratory exercise are an increased cardiovascular capacity. Cardiovascular means the function of your heart and the function of your circulation. Also, a decreased myocardial oxygen demand, uh, an increased cardiac output the the heart has become stronger improved left ventricular ejection out to the body that's the heart sending pumping blood out to the body oxygenated blood and the nutrients that are that we need from from our digestive process that we need to get to the cells a lower resting heart rate you know if you're at rest or you're sitting and you find Your heart rate is going fast, or your blood pressure is rising. Certainly, cardiorespiratory and cardiovascular exercise becomes critical. You have a lower resting heart rate, which in turn uh, affects the blood pressure, lowered blood pressure. We have metabolism that needs to be functioning. For digestion and for various other metabolic processes in the body that aren't necessarily digestion. Uh, certainly, these pathways are improved with regular cardiorespiratory exercise. Improved digestion. There's so much more. These. This is really. These are just really some of the main points. Uh, we've discussed physical uh, benefits. What about psychological benefits? Regular exercise certainly affects our psychological well-being. Uh, individuals who are more physically active are less likely uh, or are more likely to have a much better cognitive functionality, certainly reduced cardiovascular response to stress, um, often an improved self-image, a general feeling of well-being uh that of course starts rela- affecting our personal relationships uh and lower rates of depression self confidence self esteem all of these begin to improve with regular exercise the cardio respiratory system is responsible for maintaining the balance in the body balance uh medical term for that is homeostasis. And one of the greatest challenges to homeostasis is um, exercise uh, through an increase in demand for oxygen. A heavy exercise session can increase demand for oxygen by as much as 25 times above the resting level. The primary function of the cardiorespiratory system um, for us is to deliver oxygen and remove that metabolic waste that we spoke about. The body adapts to meet these increased demands by, uh, through our vascular system, through our circulation, by increasing blood flow, by increasing cardiac output, and by redistributing the blood volume in that process. There was a very interesting study that I came across in JAMA, um, you know. But before I uh, go into that, uh, because that is a fascinating study and it uh, it dealt with this very topic. But before we uh, go there, I just want to uh, take a uh, our first break. And uh, direct you to a particular site that we can speak about. Uh, so stay tuned with us, and we're going to be back with you in uh, just a couple of minutes. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York at 102.02 Metropolitan Avenue. A description of classes and programs that we offer is available on our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com. We offer wellness programs in yoga, martial arts, tai chi, ballroom dance, personal and group fitness, meditation, and seminars on various health topics. These are at our studio or as in reach at your facility. We can bring these programs to you, to your organization. Check our website, www.genesistreeoflife.com, for our corporate wellness program and some of our other classes, or you may call us at 718-544-5997. Yes, so I, I want to just direct you, since we're talking about cardiorespiratory health, aside from the programs that we offer at Genesis Tree of Life, I want to direct you to our website, Genesis Health Beauty, genesishealthbeauty.com. If you go to the link for a wellness products, You'll find a link to my page, uh, which is Team Beachbody. At Team Beachbody, uh, you have a a lot of tools that you can use um, to help you on your journey. And these are all free tools that I offer through my website, through that particular website link. There are workout sheets, there are workout groups, there are fitness tips. There are fitness tools. Uh, Just by example, on on the fitness tools, uh, there's information there on how to measure your heart rate, your target heart rate. There's a fitness tracker. There are workout sheets, as I mentioned. All of that is available free to you uh, through my site. And certainly if you're uh, looking for particular products, uh, that can help you along the way. Uh Beachbody is really the number one company in some of the fit- in fitness products on the market. And they're all available through that website. Uh the latest uh the latest um uh, video for example uh that's available is to get into great shape with Sean T's intense dance fitness program. Also, for those of you that have heard of it uh, and are familiar with it, the P90X is available through there. Uh, Insanity Max 30. There are so many just... Uh, there's the Brazilian butt burn. I mean, really some uh, some wonderful products. Uh, also, if you're looking for what I consider the the very best of the uh, power shakes that you can use for either weight loss or for continued energy. Uh, You could look on there and go to the link for Shakeology. Uh, That's also on Genesis Health Beauty. So for fitness, cardiorespiratory fitness, consider Shakeology. It's an amazing drink. I take it every day. And um certainly go to the go to my website link which is Team Beachbody and use the free tools. And if you are interested in any of the products on there, they're all available for ordering right through that website. So um and if you have additional questions on anything, I'm always available to you. So let's go back to um to our our program at this time. And I had stopped with um, just mentioning that I recently had come across some studies, and that's what inspired me to really do a program on this. And uh, that was some studies that I ran in JAMA, which um, uh, the main study, the title of it, which appeared in JAMA, was the prevalence in cardiovascular disease uh, correlated correlates of low cardiorespiratory fitness, and that was both in adolescents and adults. The basic idea of that study was uh, its survey. The survey indicated that physical activities, physical activity levels, are low in the United States. It's not surprising to to have that as an initial survey. Because as I've stated already we have statistics uh on the subject of obesity that sixty five percent, sixty five percent of our population is obese. It's a huge number. We we are a sick country. And there the other part of this study was to determine the consequences. And one consequence of inactivity and low cardiorespiratory fitness is uh, an established risk factor for cardiovascular disease, CVD, morbidity and mortality. Uh, The prevalence of cardiorespiratory fitness hasn't really been quantified in any representative population sample. So this study was conducted with a certain objective. And that objective was to describe the prevalence of low fitness in the U.S. population, ba- basically from the ages of 12 through 49 years, and to relate low fitness to CVD risk factors in this population. It was an interesting study, and uh, I certainly I don't want to go through its design, but it was very well designed and uh the main outcome was to measure low fitness uh as it was as it would be defined using a percentile of uh cut points uh, of an estimated zero to max from the uh population and anthropomorphic measurements and other cvd risk factors So, there were some results that are worth noting. What was identified was that 33.6%, which is about 7.5 million U.S. adolescents, and about 14% of adults, which is about 8.5 million U.S. adults, The prevalence was similar in adolescent females also, in uh, 34.4%, very close, and uh, males, 32.9%, but really was higher in adult females than in males. Uh, Also, non-Hispanic blacks and Mexican-Americans were less fit than non-Hispanic whites, and that was in all age sex groups. Uh, with body mass index, waist circumference. Those were inversely associated with fitness, with age and race adjusted odds, ratios of overweight or obesity, uh, uh, and how they ranged. I was comparing persons with low fitness with those with moderate or high fitness. Also, total cholesterol levels and systolic blood pressure were higher, and levels of high density lipoprotein cholesterol were lower among participants with low versus high fitness so um all of these uh, all of these results were found, and the conclusion was that low fitness in adolescents and adults is very common in the u s population. And is associated with an increased prevalence of cardiovascular disease. the study in JAMA uh, mentioned strong brought out uh, the fact that strong and very consistent evidence uh, by observational studies uh, came about where physical uh, uh, physical uh, Uh, inactivity and poor cardiovascular, respiratory fitness were associated with higher morbidity and mortality from all causes, including CVD and cancer. You know, the, the study just highlights what we're talking about. Get off your chair, go out for a walk, get away from the TV Push away from the dinner table and lunch table and, and breakfast table when you feel that you've eaten enough. Don't keep sitting there eating more. You don't need to stuff the body to the point where your stomach becomes extended and you need to open your waistline belt or whatever clothing you're wearing. Go for a nice walk, join a gym, look at the look at our website Genesis Health Beauty dot com use the free tools that are there for you that I've made available to you certainly uh, uh if you're interested in any of the products, they're top of the line products, and uh just one tape by itself could make all the difference in your life if you start to do it religiously and consistently and uh see where see where you go you know see how you start feeling. You don't need to make a lifetime commitment immediately, but you do need to see how you feel. And I would guarantee you that if you start some kind of a cardiorespiratory fitness program, that within about a month, you're going to feel so different and so healthy and so much better psychologically, physiologically, that that itself will be enough motivation for you to keep going. So look into this and uh, and uh, take it to heart. And that's not meaning to make a pun. Take it to heart. The uh, the uh, other thing that I really wanted to speak about is the N-H-A-N-E-S. Uh, this um, this has to do with an overall response rate uh, in, in a basic interview. And again, participants ranged re- between 12 and 49 years. And these were individuals without any existing medical conditions uh they were diagnosed for C V D physical limitations or abnormal hemodynamic parameters meaning systolic blood pressure, diastolic blood pressure, heart rate, and they were eligible to participate in this fitness component of NHANES. Uh so what were some of the exclusion criteria were also put forth And the protocol was reviewed, approved by the National Center for Health Statistics, uh, which is the NCHS. And all the participants provided written consent for these household interviews and clinical examinations. Also, in cases of children, of course, parental consent was required and, uh, and gotten. So the physical, the fitness estimation, this was implemented, by the way, in 1999 to provide some form of national representative data on cardiovascular fitness and its relation to health conditions. It wasn't feasible to conduct uh, maximal exercise tests in a population sample this big. Uh, that would have required multiple examination sites. Uh, A a submaximal treadmill exercise protocol instead was used. So the initial goal of this submaximal test was to elicit uh, 75% of the age-predicted maximum heart rate, uh, 220 minus age. And that's how you figure your maximum heart rate. You would do 220 minus your age. During the course, if you get on GenesisHealthBeauty.com, you will find tools that give you uh, specifics and mathematical formulas for determining all this. These are free tools for you. Please go and use them. We're going to be taking our second break in just a few moments, but when I get back, I want to uh, I want to uh, continue to give you the information on. Not only the uh, tests that were conducted and what they showed, because I think you already have the idea, but also we're going to be discussing really an amazing uh, natural solution for arthritis and asthma and the number of inflammatory disorders. Uh, This is a uh, uh, a solution that's come out of New Zealand, which is one of the purest environments we have left on the planet. So stay tuned with us, and we'll be back momentarily to continue our discussion on cardiorespiratory fitness and on a natural solution for arthritis, asthma, and other inflammatory diseases. You are listening to Mind Body Spirit. Living a Holistic Life, with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York, at 102-02 Metropolitan Avenue in Forest Hills. A complete description about my services and the products that are available at our wellness center can be found on my website www.genesishealthbeauty.com That's www.genesishealthbeauty.com Or you may call us at 718-544-5997. So, welcome back. And uh, if you're just joining us, and uh, if you've been with us, uh, we've been talking about cardiorespiratory health. And I certainly don't want to belabor the point. I think you have the idea. There's a number of studies that, there are so many studies that have absolutely established the relationship of cardiorespiratory health to exercise, to a reasonable exercise program. I do want to make one correction for those of you that are local to us. uh, This evening's free introduction to the science of breath is at 6 p.m. at our center in Forest Hills. Uh, So um, if if you're coming to us, we'll be happy to see you, and it's a free introduction to a very vital subject. Uh, I want to uh, go a little bit from the cardiorespiratory uh, system and the cardiorespiratory discussion that we've been having uh, because certainly we can't use up enough time on this topic. There's so much information, so many studies. But I would like to move to a different topic, something that I also became aware of not too long ago, and that I know has changed the lives of millions of people, and that is the use of fish oils in our in our diet as a dietary supplement. Is there perhaps the best of the fish oils? And from the research that I've done over the past several months, I believe there is, and I'll talk a little bit about that because it is, uh, it's is—it's what I use personally, what we use in my family, and what I have a number of people using with really amazing results. So the question is, is there a natural solution for arthritis, asthma, and other inflammatory diseases? Well... A little bit, perhaps, about history. Uh, I guess around a thousand years ago, the Maori people, the Maoris, arrived in New Zealand. seems that they began to consume large quantities of green-lipped mussels during the 15th century. Uh, Because there was an extended cold period in the 15th century, you know, these... We talk a lot about climate change and uh the greenhouse effect. Well, you know the Earth's been going through these shifts in climate since it uh since it began its life, so uh, I'm not overly a uh a total believer or supporter of the fact that we are making that much of a difference. The Earth itself goes through these cycles. But certainly, we can improve the amount of pollution we put into the uh, into our environment. It's a different topic, and I don't want to get too sidetracked. There was an extended cold period in the 15th century, and that forced the Maoris to spend whole summers fishing along the coast and then smoke-drying their catch for storage, so that it go it would survive through the cold season. When the climate finally warmed up again, which was around the 16th century, there was also a heavy rainfall, there were gale force winds, uh, an increase in flooding. It made life on the coast uncomfortable. So at that point, they moved further inland. Uh, But they retained their taste for seafood. And that strong attachment to the green-lipped mussel was not just a matter of taste. Uh, They believed strongly, as as modern-day Maoris continue to believe, that consuming these muscles helped them maintain good health. And today, we know that their belief wasn't just some kind of superstition. We have scientific proof, scientifically proven reasons for their good health when europeans started the maori's almost became extinct when europeans started to arrive in new zealand uh sometime in the mid 1600s uh that was with the dutch explorer abel tasman and also the english mariner captain james cook uh james cook of course very famous english mariner So after this, the flow of Europeans never really stopped. When the European settlers began to arrive in New Zealand uh, in large enough numbers, especially during the 19th century, they brought with them more than European culture or European products. They also brought with them European diseases. uh, In addition to some very bad health habits, uh, the use the European diet, not a great diet. We talk about how poor the American diet is. Well, the European diet wasn't that great either. Um, also, they brought with them the use of alcohol and tobacco. As a result of that, the, the Maori population fell from about 120,000. Uh, around the middle of the 18th century, around 1760, 1770, to around 42,000 in just about a hundred years later, and uh, a big factor in this, uh, in these statistics, in these dwindling numbers, was the very poor resistance to diseases that the Europeans brought with them, diseases like smallpox, influenza, German measles, tuberculosis, whooping cough, typhoid, also in sexually transmitted diseases. There wasn't a lot of medical care available. Uh, This, by the way, is also what wiped out much of the American Native or Native American population. They also were not Immune, they didn't have the immunity built up as the Europeans did to some of these diseases. Uh, medical assistance, as I said, was spa- was sparse, and uh, medical resources were equally sparse. So if if they were required, they usually reached the Maori is really too late to save lives. The other thing that happened to the Maoris, just like with the Native Americans, is they succumbed to alcohol abuse. And, of course, they experienced all the problems that go with that. As far as any battles or wars, well, the Europeans brought the musket. And that helped to devastate the Maoris' land battles uh, even more. So, by the late 19th century, the European settlers were referring to the Maoris as a dying race. Uh, the interesting thing is that while most Maoris did fall prey to these European ailments, the coastal Maoris appeared to be healthier. Uh, in particular, they didn't suffer from arthritis. Uh, the way the European the Europeans did. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence and folk wisdom that's attributed uh to this to the health benefit uh of of a heavy consumption of what we had mentioned earlier, raw green lipped mussels. So that brings us to what we're what I have found in some of the research that I've done, and that's perna Canaliculus, perna canaliculus, and we're not going to uh, go into the Latin here and use a lot of Latin words, but ca- perna canaliculus is the green-lipped muscle. That's its biological name. There's a, a new patented Stabilized natural marine lipid oil from, New Z- from the New Zealand green lipid mussels, and it contains a very rare combination of lipid groups, or fat groups, containing both the known and unknown polyunsaturated fatty acids, the PUFAs, P-U-F-As. Uh, We can learn more about these ingredients later, but now, let's just say that the known PUFAs, which include omega-3s, and some uh, uh, ETAs uh, have been shown to be extremely powerful anti inflammatory compounds that are very effective against arthritis. Why is this oil so effective? It's a purer product than most fish oils because the green lipped muscle lives in a very sheltered and protected environment. Uh, So the lipids found in the green-lipped mussel are especially rich and effective due to a combination of the mussel's genetics and their food, which is tiny organisms called microplankton. The plankton that the mussels feed on are rich in antioxidants because of the amount of sunlight that falls on the waters where they live. The sun's rays are usually intense and in order to survive, the plankton have to protect themselves from the high levels of ultraviolet radiation, which can certainly reach potentially deadly levels. So they've evolved to fight oxidative stress caused by radiation with very powerful antioxidants. The muscles in turn absorb these protective mechanisms when they ingest the plankton, when you eat the raw mussels or their extracted oil, you absorb the protective properties of the plankton. Uh, we're uh, going to just uh, talk a little bit about this Maori, which I, I would say is a Maori secret, and how it's come to Western science. There's There was interest in the green lip mussel that began when it was noticed that the coastal Maori's had, as I said, far less arthritis than the inland Maoris. So a company from Australia began investigating these health benefits of the New Zealand green lip muscle, and that was back in the 1970s. And the company spearheaded uh, really some pioneering work that eventually led to the production of this specific lipid oil. The first products that were produced from New Zealand green lip mussels were certain preparations of dried mussel powder. And they weren't really ideal because they were unstable and they oxidized very quickly. They held some residual moisture and they had characteristic odor that a lot of people found offensive. The company kept working and experimenting. And by 1975 they uh they found the new freeze dried uh uh powder and made it available it was uh less malodorous therefore became considerably more popular but here even some scientific some hard scientific evidence supporting the extract was still lacking we're going to see what happened in the in the ensuing uh, few years and how how you can get uh, this particular product and why I use it and why it's so effective. We'll look at the science behind it when we return. So stay with us and uh, listen to the next announcement, which is about our non-for-profit and the free programs that we offer as part of our way of giving back. You are listening to Mind, Body, Spirit, Living a Holistic Life with your host, myself, Dr. Renee David-Alkali. I am a naturopathic doctor in private practice in Forest Hills, New York uh, at 10202 Metropolitan Avenue. I want to take a moment to tell you about our free programs for veterans with PTSD, for children with cancer and for young adults with mental disabilities. If you have a loved one or friends um, that fall into any of these categories, please have them call us. Uh, We have free programs available. There is no charge. Uh, We offer these through our not-for-profit, and you can find us online at www.genesissociety.org. These programs are made available by your generous support. Please continue to support them, continue to help us make them available at no charge to our community. Check our website, www.genesissociety.org, or you may call us at 718-544-5997. So we're back with you, and we're we're speaking about uh, the green-lipped muscle, or perna canaliculus, uh, something that uh, – a product that I believe is, is truly magical in its uh, capacity to work as an anti – you know, against inflammatory diseases. So we had left off uh, in 1975. We're kind of going through a little bit of a history here. But three years later, by 1978, uh, the manufacturers of muscle powder extract were looking for some scientific validation um, in relation to arthritis. And uh, this brought in the two doctors, Dr. Robin Gibson and Dr. Sheila Gibson. This was a husband and wife medical team and they conducted the first major study. Their results were published in The Practitioner in uh, in 1980, and they showed clearly that the muscle powder extract had a substantial effect on certain forms of arthritis. The unfortunate part was that their results, which were very promising, were not easy to replicate. There was a discrepancy between the study findings And the the discrepancy turned out to be caused by the fact that the clinical studies utilized unstabilized uh, or unstable rather than stabilized muscle powder. The problem there is that stabilized powder protects us against oxidation, but the unstabilized powder could not. Um, And European manufacturers who sell unstabilized powder use the same brand name, which is C-tone, as the Australian and Japanese manufacturers who use stabilized powder. So you, you have to know, really, you have to be an educated consumer if you want something to work for you. The unstabilized product has really given the lipid extract a bad reputation. But it's not the product that's the problem. It's the stabilization process. And until 1983, researchers who studied the effects of the muscle powder extract experienced considerable variations because they weren't aware of this fact. Variations in the level of anti-inflammatory activity from batch to batch. That was due to poor stability. Today, the stabilized powder is readily available and is certainly the superior product. The uh, Australian company that I that I work with that I'm familiar with uh, was convinced that mussels contained some potent active ingredients, and they began some further studies or research to identify what that ingredient or ingredients might be and to isolate it. In 1992, a Dr. Henry Betts, the uh, principal scientist at the Rheumatology Research Laboratory of the, Queen's, of the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Adelaide, South Australia, discovered some very active compounds in muscle extract. Uh, Dr. Betts, uh, who used an in vitro method of testing anti-inflammatory compounds, was, to say the least, amazed to discover that some of the substances in the green-lipped muscle powder were the most potent in his laboratory. Unfortunately, they were not pure enough for him to identify. But his interest had certainly been captured and he wasn't willing to let the implications of these findings simply disappear. His enthusiasm led him to introduce the Australian uh, entrepreneurs of the New Zealand mussel to... uh, uh, to Dr Michael Whitehouse uh, who was an expert in te- with an expert in testing for anti-inflammatory activity in laboratory animals and in 1994 Dr Whitehouse's animal studies confirmed the activity of the stabilized green lipid lipped muscle powder extract so how what's where are we today Today we're producing a green-lipped mussel lipid oil because we've identified the active ingredients, and the next obstacle was finding a way to extract the compounds commercially without damaging them. That took another two years of intensive testing to develop a uh, patented process. The way it works is the mussels are harvested – from very pristine waters of the Marlborough Sound of New Zealand by specifically equipped ships, which are totally enclosed so they release no pollutants. In less than two hours, the mussels, which are kept under maximum refrigeration, that's to ensure freshness, reach the grinder and centrifuge at the factory. They go through a series of processes to extract their essential liquid, which is combined with a stabilizing natural fruit acid and then freeze-dried. This free-dried stabilized powder of muscle is produced using very high-level manufacturing processes that are defined by the food industry, approved by the USFDA, uh, Uh, not an organization I'm a big fan of, but certainly they do set some standards. The stabilized muscle powder is then shipped to a laboratory where the oil is extracted through a liquid carbon dioxide process instead of chemical solution. It's then combined with a pharmaceutical-grade olive oil, uh, 50 milligrams of lipid extract, 100 milligrams of olive oil, and put into capsules, the end product is the lipid oil extract of green lipid muscles, a concentrated and stabilized dietary supplement. It doesn't once it's processed from the stabilized muscle, from the stabilized muscle powder, the lipid oil is easily digestible. It doesn't contain salt. So, patients with high blood pressure, anyone adhering to a low-sodium diet can use it. Um, Lipid oil extract has no protein. It has no carbohydrates. Uh, That makes it safe for diabetics. It doesn't contain unique fatty acids that help reduce, or it does. It contains unique fatty acids that help reduce inflammation in the body. And uh, other anti-inflammatory agents that are identified in the lipid oil extract of the green lipid muscles are carotenoids. Uh, carotenoids circulate through the body. They scavenge for free radicals and they protect against oxidative damage. We're kind of running down to, toward the end of our show. If you get on my website Genesis Health Beauty and you look at wellness products you'll find a link to uh purchasing a product called Amaprem. Amaprem is what I'm talking about. These are the green lipid muscle lipid oil. These are the the dietary fats uh and this is about the strongest form of fish oils that one can take it's not actually a fish oil it's a muscle oil it is much much more potent than any of the fish oils that I'm familiar with the you know we've we've said before that diet can certainly is a major part of what influences our disease process the this idea of a connection between what we eat and how healthy we are certainly is not just in our own times. It goes back to the most ancient of times. Hippocrates was the, fa- the person who was called the father of medicine, was a great advocate of uh, this idea of the importance of diet and disease and its relationship to health and disease. Uh, we find these teachings in numerous cultures, certainly uh, both Primitive and modern, and ancient peoples understood this very well. That eating certain foods, um, the most dramatic example would be poisoned mushrooms, could lead to illness or death. Uh, even among the ancients, we find myths and legends that are full of the impact of diet on and health. On health, in today's world the connection between diet and chronic illness such as heart disease and diabetes is obvious and it's totally accepted in popular and scientific circles. I don't, I don't think there's any man on the street that you could stop and uh, ask them if they believe there's some relationship to the foods they eat and their health that even if they're left following a terrible diet, that isn't at least going to be aware, to some extent, of that relationship. It's only been in the last two or three decades that scientists have become aware of the strong connection between diet and other diseases. So it isn't, even though it's ancient knowledge, for our society it's not old knowledge in itself. We were waiting, I guess, for research and scientific corroboration but research, researchers today certainly linking diet to cancer as well as inflammatory disorders we don't have time to go further into it i would like to finish this discussion with you a little more in depth because it is it is an important discussion uh so we're not sure we'll be with you next week there may be a pre-recorded program Uh, because uh, we're going to be away but uh, see what program we have and please join us until then uh, go on our website Genesis Health Beauty look at the free tools available at Team Beachbody look at Amaprem for the most amazing fish oil product that I have ever found I'm happy to have been with you during this time uh, and in the time that Uh, we have left, get out there, do some exercise on a regular basis, get off your butt, turn the TV off, walk, jump, play, have fun, get outdoors, breathe with the trees, enjoy your life a little bit more than just letting yourself uh, deteriorate into states of illness. So thank you for being with me. And uh, God bless you and give you good health. Uh, Until next time that we're together. This is Renee David Alkali, uh, and uh, thank you for being with me. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a drill instructor directing a musical. (whistles) Town hut! Get those tap heels in line and let me see those jazz hands! Are you bundling your home and auto insurance through Progressive? Can you hear me through those sequins? Bundle your home and auto through Progressive and save. Lift, lift, lift and step ball change. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Home insurance provided and serviced by other select insurers. Tired at work today? You need a five-hour energy shot. Didn't sleep too well last night? You need a five-hour energy shot. Energy for work, energy for fun, even some energy for the gym. If you're tired from too much lunch, try something that packs a punch. A great tasting five-hour energy shot. You'll feel alert, energized, and ready to go. Now's the time for five-hour energy. For more information, go to 5hourenergy.com.